You're listening to episode 17 of the This Girl Love Sleep podcast. Hello, and welcome to the This Girl Love Sleep podcast, the show that will help your entire family bring back bedtime. Each episode, sleep expert Alana McGinn discusses your burning sleep questions and provides you with tangible sleep tips and tricks to help you create your own sleep plan for your family. Whether it's how to extend your baby's naps, end bedtime battles with your toddler, or help you sleep better at night, this podcast talks all things sleep to help you and your family get the sleep you deserve. With colleagues, friends, and other wellness experts, Alana discusses all lifestyle topics that you want more information on. Are you ready to bring back bedtime? Here's your host, sleep educator, mom of three, and pop culture fanatic, Alana McGinn. Hi, I'm Alana McGinn from goodnightsleepsite.com, a website offering free sleep resources for you and your family. You can also find information on our amazing certified sleep consultant team who can help you with each step along the way to creating your family sleep plan. You guys, this is the season finale of season one. Can you believe it? I can't thank you enough for all the support you've given this podcast over this season. I have had so much fun creating it for you and getting to know all of you better. This Girl Loves Sleep isn't going anywhere though. I will be taking a short hiatus and coming back strong for season two mid-January. I already have some amazing content planned for you and some pretty fun interviews lined up. So stay tuned for that but make sure you subscribe to This Girl Loves Sleep so that you're updated when season two launches. Okay, I thought for today's episode, since you have been letting me into your homes for years on your sleep training journey, whether it be through hiring me personally to help your family sleep better through our consultations or you've attended one of my speaking events, or now following this podcast, you've allowed me to be part of your family and have included me in a very personal time in your life. So I thought it would be a good idea that I allow you to get to know me a bit better. I'm going to share with you a bit more about myself and why this girl loves sleep so much. Choosing guests to interview is pretty easy, right? But now suddenly I'm the guest and I can't interview myself because that would just be weird. So choosing someone to interview you is a little tougher, but I think I made a great choice when I chose my friend, Amanda Muse. You can find Amanda on her popular YouTube channel, Amanda Muse, where she shares her views on life And you can listen to her own podcast, The Sandwich, that is a must-listen for all of you. Links to both of those guys will be in this show's notes over at goodnightsleepsite.com slash podcast. I knew Amanda would be the perfect person to interview me so that you could all get to know me a bit better. Hi, Amanda. Hello, hello. Thanks so much for doing this. Oh, I'm excited. Yay. All right. So I sent her a couple of questions. She says she kind of put her own questions together, right? And I haven't looked at, like, I literally just sent you up questions and then didn't look at it again. Um, I asked because I didn't want to, like, you know, I want it to be natural the way I answer them, right? Um, And I did ask some of you guys, some of the community. So I included some of the questions that you guys asked. You guys asked some awesome questions. So Amanda will be asking those as well. 
I'm kind of scared. I'm not used to being interviewed. I know. This is fun. It's like a little podcast takeover and I'm all about that because I was just saying to Alana before the lovely intro is that people don't know what they don't know. And there is so much more to you, lovely Alana, than just sleep. And so I'm excited to just crack open that door a little bit for everybody. Yay. Okay. Sleep, sleep, sleep. There's a lot of sleep. And I have this funny feeling that you likely had a job before you became the fabulous queen of sleep. And so I'm curious to know, what was one of your last jobs, if not like the last job before you got into this line of work? So, oh, so my jobs are so eclectic. Is that the word maybe I want to use? Like they're so random and all over the place. So coming out of high school, I actually wanted to get into broadcasting and I actually applied for radio and broadcasting at a local university by us, Ryerson. And I wound up on the waiting list. I didn't get in, but that's okay. Um, Yeah, exactly. So I went to um, this other broadcasting school, which I'm not even going to mention the name because it's just not worth it to mention the name. And I did that. And I really actually wanted to work in the music industry behind the scenes, like on the business side of it, obviously not as a musician, because I unfortunately do not have that talent. So I did work uh, for, I took two years off after high school and worked uh, in Toronto in the city um, for uh, independent record label. And I did that. And and I kind of didn't want to, I knew I needed to go to school. But to me, I always kind of had the impression that to be in business or to get into like the corporate world, I would have to sit in a cubicle for nine to five. And I just, that just did not interest me in the least. So I just thought I just would equate that to like business school. Then being in the business world, I realized that you obviously needed to go to school to, to get further. And also it didn't mean that I had to be in a cubicle from nine to five. So left that, went to college, got my diploma from there. Um, And then became a fashion buyer. So I was a fashion buyer for a clothing label in Montreal, but worked for them here in Toronto. And I did that and then started Goodnight after that. So it's kind of all over the place, but always in the creative world, I guess. Yeah. And it's interesting how it's true. Like I have a similar eclectic job history, but how there's little things from each job that you take. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that you worked in the business industry meant that you had an understanding of business and you were like, okay. I want my own lifestyle. I want to build my own hours. How can I build a business around that? So I guess the question would be, so you jumped into the sleep world, but where did that stem from? I know that you talk a lot about how that came from being a mom of twins and Mm -hmm. those early days. And perhaps that's your North star that kind of started it all. But you know, what really, how did you get into that business? So, well, it actually started with my eldest and with my daughter. I mean, I was in this, you know, I was in the same boat that many parents are that I, that we work with many families that we work with. I was a first time parent. I knew nothing about, you don't know about the world of sleep until you're really thrown into it until you have the baby in your arms and you're not sleeping. You know, they kind of teach you about it in, you know, the prenatal classes and stuff like that. They don't really get into it at that point. I was kind of the first out of my friends to have a baby. So had the baby, you know, sleep trained her, did my own research, put a sleep plan together myself. And then as my friends started having babies, I started kind of helping this. And this was going back, I mean, she's 11. This is 11, 12 years ago. The sleep industry didn't really exist then. To hire a sleep trainer, you didn't really do that back then. There wasn't sleep trainers to hire back then. So that wasn't really an option that I even thought I had. And then anyway, I started helping my friends and then kind of started helping friends of friends. And then it wasn't until I was pregnant with my twins 
my girlfriend was pregnant or had a baby two months earlier and was going to hire someone for her baby. And I thought, well, don't hire someone. Like, I'll help you. You're not going to pay someone to help you sleep train. Because I, again, didn't realize it was an actual job. And then it was actually right. my husband who said, um, you should maybe look into this. Like, you know, start, this could be a great business to start. So got certified and started Good Night. The twins were, I guess, 10 months old. And here we are. It's so interesting, Kay, how sometimes there's things that you're just like, there's a gravitational pull yeah. and it's something that comes naturally to you. You're helping people and all of a sudden you're like, oh, right, this this could be a job. Yeah. Well, and I always knew I wanted to run my own business, but I never really knew what that was, right? So I'm very fortunate where I'm able to run a business and I, I you know, I talk about this a lot. I love helping families sleep for sure. So I'm very fortunate to find a business to run with something that I'm very passionate about, but I really, really love the business side of it. I'm, I'm very fortunate where I kind of have both to dip my toes into and, you know, run a successful business. So, yeah. Absolutely. So now business, it's one of those things where it may start out as just you, mm-hmm. but there does come a point where you're just one woman. There's only 24 hours in a day and it's like there, you need a team. Yeah. And so I know that you do work with a lot of people. Like at what point did you decide that your business was growing at a, at a pace that you were like, I need more people to get to that next level? I was probably four years in and it was to a point where, I mean, I always say it was a good problem to have. I was so busy with clients that I wasn't, there was so much that I wanted to do with good night sleep site, but I was so busy constantly working with clients. Again, good problem to have that I just didn't have time to work on the business. I was so busy working in the business. And it was at that point where I said, okay, I need to, to start growing a team. And that's scary because I had grown a very well-known brand for four years. You know, it was good night sleep site, but where Alana McGinn was very closely linked to it. So to now kind of give that to somebody else and really hope and pray that they don't ruin everything I've worked for for the past four years, you know, mm-hmm. it's scary, but, um, I was very fortunate where the first, I think the, my first team was three girls, three women who were trained, were all trained through family sleep Institute. And then I trained them on good night sleep site. They were wonderful. And they, uh, you know, now I have a team of over 20. So, you know, you learn a lot. Totally. I've learned in the past five years, I've learned a lot in growing the team. And I also have you know, there's the business side of the team and then there's the sleep consultant side of the team. Um, but it's, it's scary at first to do that, to take that jump. Oh yeah. Well, even it's just like you said, you were working in the business instead of on the business. Right. And it's, you could have probably maintained that at a smaller level, but I think you're, you know, you, there is always that point where there's that fear and you're like, okay, if I want this to grow and if I really want to make a go of this, like I have to let people kind of fly with it. And hopefully you've got the right people on your team and you've managed them in such a way that it is going to be successful. So I guess the question there is, are you working one-on-one still, or do you find that you're more on the business side of things? Cause I know you have the podcast and you've got beautiful branding on your Instagram and you just seem to be on TV shows and talk shows and speaking, like how are you managing all of this? (laughs) So no, I do still work with clients, limited for sure. Um, But no, I do still work with clients one-on-one, not nearly as much as I used to. So majority of the families that we work with do work with the team, but there was different divisions that I wanted to do with Goodnight. You know, like you were saying, I, I, you know, it's funny that I, I did go to school for radio broadcasting. Never did I think that it would kind of launch me into being a media sleep expert. Um, so a lot of the training that I actually had then really kind of benefits me and helps me out now. But there was, you know, there was, we, I wanted to do more with the adult division and, and the podcast and um, all the media and stuff that I do now, you know, that, that part of it was really important to me too. 
So I do still do one-on-ones, not often, um, but I do do it. I think it's also important to kind of dip your toe in that still, you know, and just to kind of get a flavor for what people are asking and what are some of the issues coming up. And I enjoy doing it. Yeah. And I still, my, I still do my monthly in-person clinics, um, and meet with families cause I, I like meeting those parents. You know, a lot of what we do is online. We work over phone and Skype and things like that. So it's, it's nice to meet people in person and to help them in person as well. Absolutely. So one fun aspect that I've seen a shift in the last year is like, you got some fun little celebrity action going on in your <laughs> space. <laughs> We attended a conference together and you're like, sorry guys, got to go. I'm in LA. I got to go see my cool celebrity friends. <laughs> How in the world did that come about? Uh, you know, it's just reaching out. Um, so, you know, one of my clients, Whitney Port, um, she, you know, I interviewed her for This Girl Loves Sleep as well. I followed her and um, she had Sunny and her and Tim were kind of in the throes of that. And I just contacted her to help. And she's just been amazing getting to know her and working so closely with her family. It's been awesome. Just reaching out to different families. And uh, it's it's been really good. I'm planning another trip in January, so you know we'll see where that kind of takes. Good night. It's good night. Sleep is really growing in the U.S. I have five girls now working. Or I shouldn't say girls, women. I always call them my girls. Uh, five women now working in the states, and we're slowly growing those regions. So it's been really fun. I've been very fortunate. Very fortunate. But you know, you make a very good point is that you really just have to ask for things because I think sometimes we can talk ourselves down in this entrepreneurial kind of imposter syndrome situation. And I think people just have to realize that like you have a talent and if you don't ask, you might not get, you know, if you don't ask, you're not going to receive. So I'm all for knocking on doors. And that's something that I'm always talking to my team about. Like, send out the emails, you know, do the phone calls, knock on those doors. Worst case is that they're never going to get hold of you. You know, I, I think I've said this to you. Like I've emailed Chloe, I've emailed every Kardashian. (laughs) (laughs) I know they're not going to email me back, but you never know, you know? So yeah. And for any business that you're in, I mean, whether it's sleep or whether it's whatever, like you want to knock on a door, knock on it. Worst case scenario, they don't respond or you got to know who cares. Move on to the next one because you never know where you're going to end up. Absolutely. So we are going to move into some fun family questions and I've got some random ones, but before we do, um, you know, speaking of your career, do you have a particular moment in your career as, you know, a sleep expert that was a highlight for you? I don't know. You know, I think just seeing kind of where I'm at now and I can honestly say that the team that I have now, because you do learn along the way and learn throughout the years and, you know, there's, I have to say the team I have now is is just a solid group of women who are so supportive and so helpful. So I think the highlight is just kind of, I don't know if I have like a particular, I mean, I have so many amazing things to work with Whitney Port to, to meet amazing people like yourself. That's all of those things are highlights, but I have to honestly say where my business is now and what it's allowing me to do and the support and the team that I have put together, it's a huge highlight because it was probably only like a year ago where I actually like stopped and said, okay, this is actually like a business. Like it took, when you're a business owner, when you're opening, you become an entrepreneur and you start running a business, when it becomes successful, it takes you a while to be like, okay, this is like a legit thing. (laughs) This Mm -hmm. is an actual company where I am employing people. And you know, it's, it's so it, it wasn't until about a year ago where I was like, okay, no, this, this, this is, this worked, you know? So Maybe that was my highlight, I guess. I don't know. 
I, I feel that on a deep level because when you're in it and you're building it and yeah. you're working on it every single day, there are not a lot of moments of pause where you reflect on what you've built and what you've created because you're just like, okay, next thing to do, totally. next thing to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, do you have a definition of success as a career person? Is there like a goal that you're looking for? Or are you just constantly kind of crushing goals as you go? Yeah, I, I, I like to crush as I go. Um, I mean, I think just that to make sure that I'm, I always want to be happy doing what I'm doing. And I know that sounds so cliche and so like, you know, whatever you want to call it, but as long as I'm happy doing what I'm doing, but what I'm doing isn't just a hobby, you know? So if I'm very fortunate, if what I'm doing still makes me happy and it's, I'm still able to provide for my family and I'm still able to, you know, run the business how I want to do it. I think that's kind of what's important for me. If that answers your question. It does. It yeah. does. Cause I think there is a necessary balance that's required. You know, mm-hmm. you do have to feel like you're putting something into the world and you also want to have your cup filled at the same time. Yeah. Right? So yeah. absolutely. All right. So switching gears a little bit, you know, speaking about family and you know, the work that you're doing, you also have a family at home. I so do. you're a mom of three yes. and, um, you know, you're a wife, obviously. And I'm curious, do you have siblings? Like, where do you fall in the line of siblings at home? I know you have a sister. I yeah. met her. She's lovely. Yeah. Um, do you have any other siblings? I do not. So I just have an older sister. I'm the little sister. My dad was always an entrepreneur, always ran his own business and was very successful with his business. And my mom, in some ways, too, was an entrepreneur. When you look at it, she ran a in-home daycare for really up until we started having kids. So, you know, from the time I was a kid, there was always a house full of kids that weren't my siblings, but that felt like my siblings because she was always sitting under people's kids. But she was really successful with that too. So like I said, in her own way, she was her own entrepreneur as well. And um, she didn't stop doing that until she started taking care of our kids. So, Oh my God, that's, that's a really good example. And it's true. Running a home daycare, that is no joke. It wasn't until I started having my own kids where I'm like, how did you have, and like, she had a lot of kids sometimes. I'm <laughs> just yeah. like, how did you do it, woman? But she loves it. Like she loves kids. So yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. So knowing that you have like a nice big family at home and your own family, like what are some traits that are either important to you in your family or just things that you really find special, let's say in your children or your husband, traits that they possess? I have to say, uh, talking about my husband, I'm very fortunate where I have a very supportive husband because I really don't think that I could do what I do if I didn't. He also runs his own business, so he understands that things aren't nine to five. And I'm thankful for that because I think if he came from a very corporate nine to five world, he wouldn't understand that the computer is literally always on my lap and I'm kind of always working. Um, so he's very, he's very good like that. He's a very hands-on dad. He's a wonderful husband. So I'm very fortunate. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's days where, you know, like we all have with our husbands, but for the most part, he's awesome. And with my kids, I gotta say I got pretty good kids. I mean, they have their moments as well, but they're very, kind and my daughter now she's she's 11 and she's starting to kind of come into her own which is really fun to see you know she's entering that tweenhood where now she's starting to really get her own little passions and talk about what she wants to do when she gets older and really kind of understand it so that's very cool mm-hmm. she recently came you were there you know you spoke was, at the same yeah. thing so it was very cool to have her at work the booth with me and very full circle considering she was like my first client and now here she is working with me and for her to kind of see and she's now getting a better understanding of what I do and the fact that this is my business, you know, before they just, they didn't really understand what I did because I was always home. But so they're like, they, I don't think they really understood that I was actually working. Um, totally. So it's just, it's, it's cool to see her become like this little 
person that will one day leave me. <laughs> I know. But, but you know, and I, I have to say, even when I met her, like she's, she's got her own little style. Her yes. hair was looking so cute. She loves your um, hair. She kept, she's like, I love your friend's hair. And I, what I find that's actually kind of amazing coming from a young girl mm. to think that a woman with short hair, like yeah. short hair, there's a little bit of confidence. It's got to come with busting yeah. out a short haircut. So I was like, Oh, that little one's going to, I don't know. She's just got a little, there's something she's a very her. old like, soul. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then the twins are awesome. They're little spitfires and they're good kids. That's so awesome. So obviously you have a lot going on. Like you were saying, your computer's often sitting on your lap. Like how do you cling to sanity in the midst of this chaos of life with little ones? For me, I mean, sometimes I'll be honest, sometimes not very well. Like sometimes there's moments where I'm like, how am I doing all of this? And there's those moments where I know I'm juggling way too many balls and none of them well, you know, but for me, I'm, and we spoke about this on the podcast that I, on the episode I was on for your podcast, I'm an introvert. I'm very much a loner. So for me, it's really important to have downtime and quiet time from my head. And my family knows this. I would have to say my twin daughter is very similar to me like that. Like she just kind of goes off and does her own thing and we can tell, okay, this is her time. So I, I really make sure that that is a priority for me. So I go on daily walks. I've been doing it since I was a teenager. It's not, you know, I probably should be doing more cardio at my age now, but to me, that's my meditation is just going out into the neighborhood, putting on my headphones, listening to whatever I'm listening to. And just like quiet that that's how I quiet my mind. Um, that's very important for me. And I find when I don't, or I'm not able to do that because maybe it just, my schedule is really busy or the weather's not so great. And I'm not able, I can feel it and I get very squirrely mm-hmm. inside. But even if it just means, you know, separating myself from the family and going into my room and doing something and my husband knows me well enough to be like, go, just get out. And, you know, even if it's just for 30 minutes, just to kind of, I just need quiet. So, well, especially yeah. where, when you're working at home at home and you're parenting at home yeah. and it's like, it's you just need to remove yourself yeah. and whew, like get grounded. Yeah. Take that space, not be answering emails, just be walking. I totally get that. Yeah. You know, obviously, like you were saying, that's, that's how you get away to just take moments for yourself. But how, how do you measure success as a parent? I think in so many ways, like for me, putting dinner on the, <laughs> actually no, cooking a meal a is like a measure that of a success. A but, you know, may, just making sure that my kids are, I don't want to use the word like good kids because I think everyone thinks their kids are good kids. So it's not to say my kids are better than anyone else's kids. But, I mean, I, I honestly just feel like my kids, for the most part, know right from wrong. And sure, they're, they may err on that side of wrong every now and then, but they know better, you know. So to me, that makes me a successful parent to know that they're not complete I don't want to use the word I want to use right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel that because it's like, you, you know, you, we try our best as parents and we don't want it, We don't want them to just be performing for us. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Like just giving us lip service. You want to see them out in the world, actually putting it into practice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like, like I feel like the steps I'm taking now, even right now, I mean, God, they're only 11 and seven, but I feel like they're, they're halfway to those capable kids of being out in the world by themselves and being capable. And I feel like we're getting there. So to me, I guess that's being a successful parent. I agree. That they won't it's always be a like, what do, I like, what do I always say? It's like you're raising tiny adults, right? Like, yeah, adults. exactly. We want you to like be able to function. I'm raising them so that happy. eventually they won't need me all the time, even though I want them to, but I don't yes, want them same. to, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just need me a little. Yeah, okay? need me a little, but not a lot. <laughs> oh, goodness. So if you were to, you know, you mentioned, because one of my questions was actually, are you an introvert or an extrovert, even though I already knew the answer? Yeah. Um, 
having, you know, three kids and a husband, like, do you find that there are some extroverts, some introverts in your house and how do you manage that? Yeah. I mean, when I say I'm an introvert, you know, there's the term extrovert introvert. I guess I'm kind of like that because I think to know me, you wouldn't think I was an introvert because I am, you know, I, I, I have friends and I speak to people, but you know, I am also like, you know, on the media and do the podcast and I'm, I'm very like comfortable doing that type of thing. But I'm very much a homebody. My husband is as well. He's probably more extroverted than I am. He's more chatty with people than I am. Uh, I find like when I think introvert, extrovert, I go, where do you actually, when you need to regain energy, do you plug into other people or do you need to like plug in at home or not at home necessarily, but just by yourself. Yeah. And so uh, when I, when I, since I've known you for a while now, even when we're at events or, or conferences, like sometimes you're just like, I'm done. Like I need to go and (laughs) like, I need to re recharge here without people. Yeah. 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 That's it. Exactly. So my, and my husband's like that too, which I'm very happy for, because I think if he was like a complete extrovert, uh, to be honest, I don't know that it would work. <laughs> I'll be totally honest right. because be if he too, was be too opposite. Yeah. Like if he was just that kind of person that needed to constantly be out and, and social, that wouldn't work for me. So, and then when I look at my kids, I mean, they're pretty, we're all kind of homebodies. I mean, yeah. Like there isn't one kid that needs to be super stimulated all the time. If there was, I would do that, but none of my kids really need that, you know? So that is convenient. Yeah, it, it really is. I guess I'm lucky in that sense. Because it is tricky because I think as parents, like you said, you know, if you had a really extroverted little one, yeah. you would do what needed to be done totally. to ensure that their needs were met. But it can be really hard where my son, I think, is a little bit more on the introverted side, not as much anymore. But there right. was a minute there where I was like, OK, girl, you got to pause because yeah. there's three extroverts yeah. and one little introvert who's like, I'm not into this. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. he needs to like quiet down and you do have to sort of shift the way you're parenting them for sure. For sure. Um, and they've also made me more of an extrovert because, you know, I have these three kids who are dependent on me. I have a husband who I need to pay attention to as well. Like I can't just be by myself all the time, even though sometimes <laughs> I really like to be. <laughs> so. oh, and you know, even being an extrovert, like I love shopping by myself. Oh yeah. I love going oh. to eat by myself. I don't yeah. have to ask anyone's opinion. No. It's just like, all about me. I totally. love it. Yeah, you know I mean? of course. <laughs> and then speaking of your family, like if you were to, to spend a weekend with them doing all of the things that you enjoyed, like what would be a perfect kind of weekend or a perfect day? A perfect day would be one where we have no plans. So we don't actually have to be anywhere. I love hiking. So I would love to go for a nice hike with them, maybe have a nice lunch. Are you cooking it or are you going out for lunch? Going out for it, for sure. I mean, I'd like to cook, but I don't want to do it on my perfect day. No. Uh, (laughs) um, Have a nice family movie night or day. You know, I love it when we can all cuddle in and we find a movie that we all want to watch. And we love game nights here, too. We have a lot of family game nights. So it's just like low key. We're a very low key family. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty perfect day in my eyes, actually. Yeah. Like, I love just kicking back to a nice movie. Oh. And it's always hard to find one that everyone likes. Totally. We're getting there. Yeah. Once the little one keeps getting older, it seems to it be It does better get better as they get older. Now. It really does. Yeah. Totally. You know, I, I have a feeling that there's obviously a lot of moms or a lot of parents that are listening to your podcast and watching what you're doing. But what would you say is your biggest fear as a mother? My biggest... Oh, my God. I mean, I think I have so many. I would probably say my biggest... My biggest fear as a mother is having my kids my age that I am now and looking back and thinking of all the things that I did wrong. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like when you're a kid, 
your mom might bug you and might annoy you, but you're, she's still your whole world. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. only as you become an adult where you look back at your childhood and think, hmm, you know, what do I want to do differently as a mother or the same as a mother? So I think that's like my biggest fear is like having my kids disappointed in me when they're older, if that makes sense. Oh, yes. That hurts my heart. You know, you say that it's yeah. so true because especially when you are doing something that's a little outside the lines, like you're starting your own business or mm-hmm. you've already done this yeah. and you are a business owner and your hours are not nine to five. Sometimes no. they're like nine to nine yeah. and they're, and they're, yeah. and they're a lot. And there's things that you have to do that a regular nine to five person wouldn't have to. And I know that there's so much like guilt that can come with that. So I feel that. But then I find whenever I do, and you probably do this too, is like, there's always that moment where I realize, hold on, my kids are going to look back and see like that there was a powerhouse raising them and she was able to do like a little bit of everything, you know, and what an example to set for them. Like to be able to take that risk. And I mean, I also think that like, of course they're going to grow up and look back at some of the things that we've done as parents and be like, I'm not going to do it. Like that, of course, cause we're not perfect parents. You know what I mean? Totally. So you kind of just have to, as a parent, I have to cut myself some slack too and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm probably going to screw them up a little bit, but they'll figure it out. You know, like that's okay too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So you had mentioned, you know, when we were talking about your business and you were like, you didn't want your business to just be a hobby. You mm-hmm. wanted it to be a business so you could, you know, see a clear path there. But on the flip side, do you have any hobbies? I know you're busy. So yeah. if you don't have one, do you have any aspiring hobbies? Oh God, I wish I could say I had a hobby. I'm so boring. I really am <laughs> so boring. My husband says it to me all the time. He's like, you should really get a hobby. And I just look at him. I'm like, and when would that exactly happen? Yeah, can, you, um, can we act in an eighth day? Yeah, exactly. So I love, I do love a good craft. I love a good DIY. I cannot tell you the last time I crafted or DIY'd, but I, there was a point in my time in my youngster years where I loved, loved, loved doing that. And I always say one day I'll bring it back, but like what kind of crafts would you do? Like I'd love to, you know what I really want to learn to do? I really want to, like it's so old lady, but I really want to learn how to rug, what is it called? Oh, like hook. Hook, rug hooking. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. No, it's not at all. But I totally want to learn how to do it. Watch TV and do that. I'm all about like multitasking. Yeah, right? So, and I love knitting, like stuff like that cross stitch. I'd like to learn all those things. I don't know. Again, again, it's like something I can just do on the couch, mindless yeah. stuff. Um, so yeah, I would like to do that. And like, I, I like refinishing furniture, things like that. But I mean, a, I don't have the room to do that in my house and B, I just don't have the time to do that, but would love to bring that back. I'll be honest. I'm a TV fanatic. Like I watch far oh. too much television. Okay. Well, what's your favorite, uh, what are your favorite shows? Right oh, it's there? all like trashy, gross stuff, but I, I love just, it. I love it all. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll watch all the, the real housewives. I'll watch all the, everything, the Jersey shores, the outlander walking dead, like all that like, stuff. God, did you see outlander? No, I haven't watched it. Don't tell me. What I won't tell you. I never watch anything live. Dean came downstairs to ask me a question. I was like, no, 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 this is a live. This is how okay, because currently. Sunday nights are so hard for me because everything plays on Sunday nights. Like I, and it's late. It's, it's like late. Yeah. No, I can't do 10 PM anymore because of the dog. We got a puppy. So I have to get up with him. So my bedtime now is 10 PM. So I haven't seen past 10 PM in like a week. It's been hard. Uh, but no, I watch way too much TV. I need to read more. And I, I'm not getting into the podcasting obviously because I have one, but I've been listening to more. So all that kind of stuff. I feel that because you know what it is about that kind of fun TV is that it's an escape 
It's totally. entertainment. Yes. Uh-huh. You know what? You are busy. Yeah. You're working all day. Yeah. And you just need a minute to like not think about work things. Yeah. I feel like that about the podcasts I listen to. Like there's so many good business strategy. I just, I don't want that. Like Me I just want to. I, I love that you said that. Cause I always feel like, I feel like we know a lot of creative people in the same industry that we're in. And I know like so many of them listen to like the self helps and the business. And I'm like, I can't listen to that stuff. Like I need the total trash pot. Like I'm like, (laughs) I just want to like turn my brain off. Like right now I'm addicted to, well, I mean, we, I know we both love a good armchair expert. Like we love our Doc Shepard, not to say he's trash because he's an amazing interviewer, (laughs) but that to me is not like, you know, that, it's just a good it's brain like people, release it's relationships. It's conversations. Yeah. yeah. But I love like comments by celebs. Like I love anything pop culture. Yes. Uh, you should follow them on Instagram too. They're really good on Instagram. All that stuff. Just like, I feel like if there was ever a show, there probably is, I don't watch TV enough, but if there was a show where you could like win something based on your knowledge of pop culture, I would win the heck out of that. I like, would beat you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, I would, if we're playing Jeopardy, my husband and I, and anything's pop culture, he's just like, Oh shit. <laughs> just, but then again, if there's anything sports, I'm like, Oh, he's got that. So no, I love it all. I love it all. The thing is, and you know what? I, you know, I, I, th- I truly believe in these seasons. I'm like, our kids are still young yeah. and you're running a business. And the re- reality is, is you have to prioritize and there's going to be things like reading may fall to the wayside, mm-hmm. but you know what? There'll be time for that. You know, I, know. Like, I used to read so much when I was younger though. Like I was an avid reader, like so much when I was a teenager and then I just stopped. I should start doing that again. I feel like podcasts have kind of slipped into that reading. Yeah. Book. Or audiobooks. Like I like a yeah. good audiobook. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I should bring back, um, cause to, I mean, I always talk about reading before you go to bed, but I don't do like my bedtime routine just really includes me getting ready for bed and then going to bed and then the light turns off. Like I don't do anything in bed, but maybe I should pick up. a Oh book. yeah. You know, we've probably didn't talk about this cause I figured you've already covered this, but like yeah. to me bedrooms, I mean, it's a sanctuary. I don't want a TV in there. No. I am a little bad with my phone, but if yeah. I ever lay down yeah. and watch something in bed, I can't fall asleep. So I'm like, yeah, yeah gotta be TV at the TV area. Yeah. Bed in the bed. No, we don't have a TV in our bedroom. And you know what? I'll be honest. There's times where I kind of wish I did. I mean, I would never because (laughs) I know that I can't and I won't. Um, And I shouldn't. I shouldn't say can't. I I shouldn't. Um, But there are times where I'm like, oh, I wish I could just like lie in bed and watch this. But I'm the same as you. Like I won't go to sleep. So I know that I can't do it. Yeah. Totally. It's like something with I've warmed up my spot too much. And then I'm like, I, I now live there. I feel like the guy from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like the grandpa's like living in the bed. I'm yeah. like, I live here now forever. Oh, God. So now I'm going to ask some fun questions. Okay. Um, and there was a couple of little viewer comments here, or listener comments, I should say, yeah. until I come from the land of video. Um, yeah. But some fun questions. So if, uh, you know, what what's your most embarrassing story? Okay. So this is, I have a funny, embarrassing story. It's, it's long, but I'll try and shorten it up. But it's like, it makes me sweat just thinking about it. (laughs) So what I was saying before, when I worked in the city, so I took two years off after high school, worked in the city, strongly suggest working before you go to university. Cause I just think it's just very beneficial on that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, but anyways, I would commute. I would take the train in every day there and back for two years, took the train in. And one day my friend picked me up and drove me home. And of course that day, my train changed tracks. So it was to the point where like, I did it every day for two years. I would just step on the train and away we would go. 
So the next day I had, remember I had gotten a raise. So I was so excited. And this was like back, like this was back in the day before cell phones, before electronic money transfers, like your paycheck was an actual paper paycheck. Oh my gosh. Those were the worst. Right? Like that's just, that was life. Um, so I remember I called my mom on the, at this train station and said, I got a raise. I was so excited. And she was like, Oh, that's so great. I'm like, okay, I'm getting on the train. I'll be home in 45 minutes. Great. Get on the train. And it starts moving, and I notice that the billboards are normally on the left side or on my right side, like outside, right? So I'm thinking, well, that's weird. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then I'm like, I think I'm on the wrong train. So the person same side, I'm like, where is this train going? And so I live west of the city. This train was going very far east of the city. So she's like, it's going to a small town east of the city. So I'm like, oh, Okay. So I'm not a panicker. I'm very like, okay, I'm in this situation. Let's logically play out how this is going to work. So I'm like, okay, I'm on the wrong train. I'm an idiot. Fair enough. I'll just ride it out. And then when it comes back to Union, to the train station, I'll get off on Union and then I'll take my race. Huge pain in the ass. It's going to take me forever, but it is what it is. What am I going to do? So I say this to the girl. I'm like, oh man, I'm on the wrong train. I can't believe you did it. I'm just going to have to ride it out. And she's like, no, this is, it goes into a very small town. She's like, the train goes into the city in the morning and into the town at night. And then that's it. So now I'm panicking because now I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm like 20 years old. I have no money on me. I have a paper paycheck. I think I had one subway token. That's it. I have no idea. Like I'm, I lived in There's a bubble. No my, like I'm like east of the city. What's east of the city? I've never been to east of the city before. So now I'm starting to panic. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like what? Well, seriously, what am I going to do? So <laughs> this is the embarrassing. So you know that yellow strip that says push if you need assistance? on the train yes I needed assistance so I pushed it (laughs) but you're not really supposed to push it if you get on the wrong train you're all like you're supposed to push it if you like have a heart attack or like if you really need assistance right but I didn't realize that at the time (laughs) I know that now yes so what happens is when that thing's pushed when it stops at the station it's the train stops and won't start again until they figure out that make sure that everyone's okay because they don't know why it's pushed right but again I don't know this I just needed assistance I just thought it was like a little ding and someone would come to me so it stops it gets it goes to the next station it stops and now everyone's like everyone's coming home from work people are tired like no one is being helpful at all and I get it and they're like somebody pushed the thing who pushed the thing like what happened that can they can tell which cart the thing was pushed on so the can like the the train I don't know not the person like not the conductor but like the person working yeah. in the train comes and he's like is everybody okay and they're like who pushed it so like <laughs> raise my hand I'm like I did I was so embarrassed I literally wanted like the floor to open up and just swallow me and they're like are you okay I'm like I'm fine I just I took the wrong train and I don't know what to do so now people are angry the guy was amazing super nice but everyone on the train was like mad at me did you start crying because I feel like I'd oh I was a mess I was like yeah. sweating I was just I wanted to die <laughs> I just was like I am honestly sweating now just thinking about it <laughs> So he, he was so sweet. He took me to like the main 
cart or compartment or whatever you want to call it and said, okay, so this is what you're going to do. I'm like, it's fine. I'll just get off on the next stop and I'll call my dad. I live still with my, still live with my parents. It's fine. Like I just wanted off the train. I'm like, just get me off this train. I'm so embarrassed. He's like, no, you can't get off at the station. You like the station literally drops you off in a field and then there's nothing around for you. So I'm like, okay, so what am I going to do? He's like, get off the next station. You have to take a go bus to the station. At this point, I'm like, an hour and a half in and I hadn't called my parents and I knew like they knew my schedule. So they're like, I'm like, my parents are going to be freaking out, not knowing where I am. So now I'm starting to panic about that. Cause I'm like, then you feel guilty about that. I'm just like, Oh, so anyways, he's like, I'm like, I don't have any money. <laughs> like I have one, like I can't get on the bus. I don't have money for the bus. So he had to like radio into the bus to say like, let this girl on the bus. Cause she has no money. <laughs> like it was so embarrassing. <laughs> Knowing you and your little introverted tendencies. Oh my God. So I was dying. So I had to walk through this town. I had no idea where I was. Go to the, and then there was a payphone. I met, all I remember is there was a payphone. It was at like a plaza. I was at the bus stop waiting for the bus and there was a payphone like in my eyesight. And I'm like, I should really just call my parents, tell them I'm okay. But I was so scared that if I went to go make the call, the bus would come and I would miss it. Of course. So I didn't. I got on the bus. Anyways, long story. And I remember this guy on the bus was like trying to pick me up. And I'm like, dude, wrong, <laughs> like, day, I'm in wrong, day. wrong day, wrong time, back off. Anyways, long story short, got, finally got to the train station like two hours after I was supposed to be home. My mom was like, they were ready to call the cops. My sister was like looking through the trails thinking they were going to find my dead body. <laughs> Oh my God. And to this day, this is, this was like 20 years ago to this day. I check now three times what track my train is on. <laughs> I'm not joking. I asked the person I'm standing beside on the platform where this train is going to make sure you're like rain man. Yeah. I'm where so scared. And I asked the person when I get on the train, if I'm sitting beside someone, I will ask that person. Like I am terrified of getting on the wrong train. But now, but now, now you'll I, never get on the wrong train. And I will not push that strip ever again. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I can even tell. I mean, they can't see you. I'm looking at you while you're talking. Oh and like, God. even the stress coming off of you. <laughs> yeah. It was awful. Well, here, we'll finish off this lovely interview um, with five fun questions. So okay. Just like super fast ones. Yeah. If you see a puddle on the ground, are you going to walk around it or over it? Around it. <laughs> I'm so boring. <laughs> What is your superpower? I'm a really good, I feel like I'm a really good multitasker. I'm a really good, like, just get her done. Like, if I have to get stuff done, I do it. I'm also really good at, like, figuring it out as I go. Like, I'm a doer. My husband always says that because he's, I don't want to say he's not a doer. He is a doer, but he's very analytic the way, he, I mean, he's in finance. So his brain and that, like, we're totally different. Where So he thinks about everything and finally I'm like, well, you just do it. Like, stop thinking about it. Just do it. Whereas I'm a doer and then I'm a thinker, you know? You are. We spoke in the spring and it was like, we're well, going to start a podcast. Okay. And then you did. It yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you so just, it's like, yeah. You just do it. So well, there's a way. Yeah. Um, if you came back as an animal in your next life, what animal would you be? I honestly would be a puppy only because we have a dog right now. And she, I keep calling her a she, it's a he. He is like <laughs> seriously living his best life. Like I just want to be a dog that someone loves and takes care of. I agree. And your dog, does it have a little Maltese in it or is it Shih Tzu? No, it's a Havanese. Havanese. Okay, yeah. Same little, little genre of. Yeah best little dogs. He's like so, those. so I'm looking at him now. He's out cold. He is so cute. I, all I have to say guys, if your kids want a dog and you want a dog and you can get a dog, get a dog. Cause it is like the, I mean, it's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. I'm completely sleep deprived, but 
to see my kids with this dog, like the girls, especially it's amazing. You shared a video. I was literally sobbing. With yeah. Your, like they are like their hearts were so happy and the oh, happy tears. And I, so I feel that. Cute. And it's hard just for a short time, kind of like a baby. Like it's totally. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Have yeah. babies and puppies. Yeah. Um, last but not least coffee or tea. Okay. So you know, what's funny is I'm actually drinking tea now, but I'm a huge coffee drinker, but lately I've been liking like, so I'll normally have a coffee in the morning and a coffee in the afternoon. Lately I've been liking my coffee in the morning and then I'm liking my tea and honey in the afternoon. Me too. Yeah. Season maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Cause it's only been the past couple weeks where I'm like into this whole tea and honey thing, but not in the morning. In the morning I need my coffee. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Like if you wanted me to be functioning, I need coffee. But yeah, I think it's like the cooler weather and I want to have like a warm drink, but I'm feeling like I'm a little too buzzed out if it's coffee, 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 yeah, coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. There you go. there's our questions. Yay. Well, thanks so much for doing this with me. I hope those listening got a little bit of a better sense of who I am, because like I said, you guys let me into your homes to work on you, to work with you, I should say, on something very personal. Um, And I think it's important that you know the person who you're working with. So thank you. That is a wrap on season one of This Girl Loves Sleep. Again, guys, I cannot thank you for listening and tuning in. And I hope that these episodes are helping you guys all create that family sleep plan that you need for you and your child. And I hope that by listening to, I kind of hope these episodes are putting you to sleep. (laughs) And by that, I mean, I really hope that they are helping you and your family get that healthy sleep that you all deserve. Thank you so much for tuning into season one. I already have some amazing plans for season two. Like I said, guys, we're going on a short break. I will be back mid-January for season two with some amazing, great content for you guys. And I also have some really awesome interviews lined up for more mom stories and dad stories. I think you're going to really enjoy them and some really great expert interviews as well on other areas of parenting that I know you guys have questions about. So tune in and don't forget to subscribe so that you're updated when season two launches and rate and review guys. This is just going to help season one reach even more families that are in those same sleep deprived trenches as you and really help launch season two in a major way. And I'm so excited. So until next time, guys, I wish everyone sweet dreams and a good night. Thanks for listening, guys, and be sure to check back for more episodes helping your family bring back bedtime. And to make sure you don't miss out, you can subscribe to the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, basically wherever you get your podcasts, and download our free sleep resources at goodnightsleepsite.com slash podcast. And if you like what you hear, guys, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. That helps the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast reach even more families like yours who deserve better sleep.